0: This is Nicole, and I'm joined here with Ray Greenleaf, um, one of my mentors at JFK as I got my master's to become a therapist. And before we started the podcast, we did a small centering mindfulness technique that I shared with Ray over the course of the three years of um, my schooling. And we did that at the beginning today. And at the end, he said something that struck me as just profound and beautiful as we set our intention and resting in the largest perspective as possible as we deal with what's going on today. and. I find that over the course of the three years, Ray had many of these profound statements that just were reminders of the whole, and I asked him to join me today to share a little bit about his journey and um, see where this takes us. Um, This is Ray Greenleaf. Hi, Ray. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you.
1: Where would you like me to start? you well, me to expand on what I had said?
0: Yes, I would love that. I would love that.
1: So what I mean by resting into the largest space is ultimately that's the cosmos. Now, we can't hang out there all the time. But, well, we can, but how do we then function? And that's always the split that people have when they get into spiritual. So how do we rest there and then take our unique being and bring it into action? Because that's what the world needs. Now, from the cosmos perspective, everything is perfect the way it is right now. But that teaching can become spiritual bypassing very easily. So we have to be careful of not getting caught up in that. Because then that's another split which is not non-dual, which the cosmos is. So the cosmos includes our own personal unfolding and action, etc. So you take like what happened in Oakland, which is a horrendous tragedy. Um, when I was young, I could have been there. I used to hang out and things like that, yes. the hardest and stuff. And I felt grief and I cried. Yes. And. I did a meditation around that with the Pata people there, and I thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. Um, but it's like, since I can't physically do anything, I can contribute money, which I probably will, etc. cetera. Um, but there's so many places we could contract around. I mean, what's happening in Syria? What's happening in Mosul? What's happening in India? what's happening in Africa, what's happening with the Native Americans in North Dakota. Although there's some good news around that. I don't know if you know that that a judge has stopped the pipeline process.
0: As of when? This morning. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. That's a new development. That's wonderful. Yeah.
1: So, you know, the world is unfolding in the way, and we're all knowing about the elections. The world is unfolding in the way it will. It always has. But there's always a background of an evolutionary developmental process to greater and greater perspective and depth. Yes. So, for me, my practice is understanding that, but not escaping to that. But being with that, as I'm being with my tears.
0: Yes. Or my laughter. Yes.
1: Because there's that, too. There's tremendous joy in the world. There's tremendous beauty and love yes. and truth. So that's what you know. That's the meditation that I think is important to balance. That's my process. I don't hang out there all the time. I try.
0: <laughs> well, and it's super important to just have the perspective because sometimes we get so wrapped up in what's going on in our individual experience that we forget about the whole.
1: Yeah, and we get caught up in anxiety, in fear, in guilt, in shame. All those kinds of things. But it's like if you wake up in the middle of the night and you feel anxiety about a BBS exam three days from that time.
0: (laughs) I I have no clue who would ever feel that way. (laughs) So
1: either you rest into now going, oh, I'm anxious about that. That's right. Wow. You know, that's a part of who I am. I wonder what that's about. You inquire into it. You explore it. Or you get up and study some more but to sit there in your anxiety and do nothing means nothing because you're not in the exam three days from now that's right you're sitting in the future in the now Does that makes no that yeah, makes
0: complete yeah. sense and the same
1: with the past yes so if you're this goes back to therapy if you're dealing with somebody who's wounded in the past they're living in that now you don't tell them oh get in the present that's right yeah you, know, you honor where they're living that's right but you can subtly bring them into the now yeah and of course everybody's doing mindfulness now it's a little too techniquey sometimes because it's a spiritual practice that's right to bring us into the ever-present moment of call it the divine spirit call it the oneness of all that which is unknowable etc
0: etc
1: yeah so you just be there yeah
0: Yeah, I thank you for my mindfulness evolution because when I came into JFK, I loved yoga, I loved meditation, but I was not. I was doing it with some type of goal in mind or I was doing it in a way in which, like, I I thought I needed to do it a certain way and going through all the classes Mm -hmm. in which, like, You actually directed us to do nothing but be with the now and explained it in these ways of being with whatever was true for us Um, helped me know myself better um, and not try to escape who I was and what I was going through. And um, I'm kind of wondering if you want to talk about your history of learning, or the evolution of learning, or...
1: Or my unfolding, or or my waking up.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And my growing
1: up. Both are important. I just want to say you mentioned about doing these practices to get someplace. That is one of the most insidious traps that I know I can be guilty of.
0: Yes. Because there's no place to be. No place.
1: Except right now, right here. fully right now.
0: Yes. That's enlightenment.
1: And you're not anymore because you have a thought about this or you have to go do that or. <laughs> or you just you're judge that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's practice, 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 mm-hmm. and there is no end, and there is no goal, and there is no finality. I don't know where it all ends. I know the body will die, mm-hmm. but I don't know about anything else except to practice, practice, practice. And to live in that more and more.
0: Something about what you just said about you don't know where it ends or begins made me think of the class that you taught about the mandala. And
1: the mandala being?
0: The How we did the whole entire class around the mandala. Um, like, I think you co taught it with Ireland. Was that her name?
1: Lynn Ireland? Yes. I can't re- quite remember that one. No. So I did the mandala of being. Fe- I don't, were you in my effective comm class?
0: I think so. Yeah. Yes. So yes. I did the
1: mandala of being, which is from one of my teachers. Yes. So that I'll go back to that. Richard Moss. Yes, this where is you- what I was talking about. Okay. I'm well, sorry. Well, wasn't yes.
0: Lynn. But sure. didn't you oh, co-teach Lynn, it? Lynn, I think, was in that. Yeah, yes. We
1: brought everybody together. And the mandala of being is where we get caught up in either the future, or the past, yes, or the other, or your own stuff. Yes. And that each of those four mandalas, I love that, it's also goes along with Ken Wilber's four quadrants. Wide, four, yeah. quadrants. four is the number of oldest, you know. Anyway, I digress. That is, <laughs> that's where we contract. And the exercise we did was to come back to now, centered. Yes. And we did it physically. We moved to these different directions. That's a very powerful exercise.
0: Yes. By the way, I had
1: a neat conversation recently with Richard, who's become a good friend. And, and could, I can hold him as a friend and a teacher simultaneously.
0: Yeah. You know, that's, we wear different beauties, hats,
1: right? Yeah. That's one of the beauties of doing this work.
0: Yes.
1: So, so you want to know about what brought me into this? Yes. I figured that that's be one of the subjects. Um, well, I was a monk in the Himalayas in 900, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> no, this lifetime. Not oh, this friend. lifetime, yes, yes, okay. Yes, yes. So otherwise, it would take all afternoon.
1: Um, gosh, what it was my awakening. I mean, I always had hints. I had hints about questioning what was life about. So that was very young or junior high and junior high, but especially in high school. Um, I mean, I remember times where I would climb in my neighbor's tree and I would just sit and look at the clouds. So, they would just, you know, I would think about, wow, you know, this is beautiful. and Maybe I'm projecting on the experience, which was like wondering what this is all about, etc. But then I went on with my life and went into college. Um, ended up at Berkeley. I was a political science major. And in 63, I got involved in civil rights and the free speech movement at Berkeley. And through that, um, got connected to what was going on, obviously. I actually went to the March on Washington and heard Martin Luther King.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. And um, my whole family actually marched. My dad, a banker. Win, because he was very liberal socially, and you know, it's a conservative banker financially. So that was one of my openings: was the whole civil rights movement, right? Because of the whole thing of nonviolence, and then you know, Martin Luther King would bring in Gandhi, and I was aware of Gandhi and Nelson Mandela, and all those kinds of teachers at that, in that genre, that level of social action, but coming from a very spiritual place. Um, So that happened in, would that be, that would be around 60, the middle of the 60s, 63 was the March on Washington, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, Kennedy's death and then some of the dark side and then the growth of the whole whole alternative lifestyle movement. and I got—I was involved in music, which, uh, you know, needs to be on this podcast. Is is my spiritual path, and it's become more true now than ever. Um, maybe if we have time, I'll mention more about that.
0: I would love to, because that was big for me with you, with well, oh, music, music, yeah. music spirit, spiri- spirituality, and, just, and consciousness. And
1: specifically, jazz. Yeah. And actually, speaking of music, is that John Coltrane? I seriously now, I used to joke about it, but I seriously consider him a major spiritual teacher, teaching, Mm -hmm. because his music could take me into realms of consciousness, that's the waking up part, that few other things could. Right. So then I got more involved in alternative things, and meanwhile, you know, then all these spiritual teachers were coming from India, it was like, you know, guru rock (laughs) things, you know, and... So we got more, and then, um, so that takes us to around the 70s and music and all that. And then one of the things from learning about Ram Dass, who was then Richard Alpert, and Tennessee, and Timothy Leary, mm-hmm. I heard about them and their work with hallucinogens, especially acid. Right. And actually Stan Groff is involved in all that, who's one of the founders of transpersonal psychology. So I took acid way back then. And that just blew my mind, literally. You know? um, I don't recommend people doing that if they're too young. <laughs> you better have enough self-structure to handle, because right. you lose your self-structure. And actually, one of the experiences later was reading the Tibetan Book of the Dead on acid mm. and having this experience where um, at first, I had, I had my eyes closed and I saw this cross. Mm-hmm. And the cross morphed into uh, a Jewish star. Interesting. And the Jewish star morphed into a mandala. Mm. And out of the center of the mandala, this white light just began to grow and totally obliterated my consciousness and scared yeah. the shit out yeah, of me. <laughs> so yeah. I came back.
0: Yeah.
1: And, but th- I saw a glimpse of what they were all talking about. Right. You know, consciousness without an object.
0: Right. Pure
1: consciousness. There's no Ray Greenleaf there. Right. But that was a little scary. (laughs) Sure. Now I know that you can be there. I'm not claiming to be there Um, and still be Ray Greenleaf. Right. That's, That's the thing I was talking about earlier. So Ray Greenleaf manifests in the world. Right. With this, hopefully working on this other awakened consciousness. That's right. So that was sort of my introductions, and then I, um, to that I, and I can't remember quite how I got there, but C. G. Young, who to me is one of the founders of this field. Mm -hmm. who is, you know, one of the most brilliant people ever on the planet. The whole reason why I'm in the program. I think equal to any of the major philosophers of the history of the world. So I started reading Jung and got into Jungian psychology. Then I started to work at this residential treatment center that was based on uh, Jungian principles and spiritual principles, where we worked with severely disturbed adolescents. And that was extremely powerful. And that went on for a number of years with a lot of teachers. And it's also where I went into therapy. I went into Jungian uh, analysis. Um, Oh, you
0: went into traditional Jungian analysis?
1: Well, I wouldn't call it traditional Okay. by uh, somebody who was Jungian oriented but also very spiritually oriented and there's a little split there with the, the back then with the traditional Jungians mm-hmm. but what the point is is that as I was waking up mm-hmm. to these expanded consciousness the Jungian work is where I grew up mm-hmm. and that to me is where therapy can be important. important
0: learning mm-hmm. how
1: to be a as you would say, big S self. Yes. And and to manifest in the world that way. So, then those are the two kind of simultaneous paths that came out of that work.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really important to name those two things because, like, as yeah. you wake up, sometimes you can not have the discernment, or at least in yeah. my experience, like from my own personal experience, that uh, I'm not yet grown, really. Yes, right. Exactly. And I feel like my. Work right now is I am growing into like my adult self where I was confusing some of it in the waking up. Yes. That's That's beautiful. That is so beautiful. No.
1: And the other major teacher, and I'll talk about him a little bit later, but Ken Wilburn, he talks about those two paths. Yeah. And the lines of development, which is part of the Aqua model. Mm -hmm. You can explain what the (laughs) Aqua is. Um, Yes, people can be awakened in the spiritual line, and be like little children in the self line, in your self structure, yeah. and you see that in um, manipulating gurus, etc. That's
0: right. You know, or we see it all over. Yeah, you see it all right. over.
1: So it's that's a real danger. I think spiritual bypassing for those of us involved in the field is constant. You need constant vigilance that you're not bypassing something. So mindfulness. Won't allow that if you're truly mindful. Because if you're feeling, if you have a judgment about so and so, you know, be aware of that. Don't go, oh, I need to meditate and love everybody. Right. No. You know, you need to discern what's going on. Yeah. Yes, you should, from this peaceful, wonderful new age place, <laughs> love Donald Trump. But you, we're going to need to deal with what's coming up with him in this world, the planet, the way it is, the environment. if We want to save the environment, etc. And That's you have right. to be nuanced. It's complicated stuff. I'm not going to get into politics, but my major was political science. So. And I know
0: you have a passion for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I find it fascinating. Yeah.
1: Um, anyway, I digress. So then St. George Holmes, and then I um, – yeah, we can go on for a long time um, – <laughs> Then I said I want to become a licensed therapist because I was working therapeutically with these kids,
0: right. and but I
1: didn't want to do a normal program because it, it would, you know, I was in my inflationary narcissistic <laughs> sense. I thought I was beyond that, and there may be some truth in that. But I also had to watch that. But I thought, no, I need to go also to a legitimate program where I can get licensed,
0: right.
1: and you know, that's that's being in the world, mm-hmm. you know, instead of sitting on the mountaintop. So I. Heard about John F. Kennedy University, which was just over the hills from Berkeley, where uh, that's where all of this stuff is happening. So I became the first, one of the one of the first students to graduate from the program.
0: Um, and the founders of the, of the program were
1: David Sarinda, Brian Mateen, Pascal Kaplan, and there was another. I can't remember all the names. And, and you're, in you're I'm still friends with David and Brian. Yeah. Uh, and I know Pascal. David's daughter came into the program when I was a faculty here, and Pascal Kaplan's did too. And um, in fact, I just saw both Brian and David in the past two weeks.
0: So then, then
1: I I left St. George and continued my work um, with, you know, meditation, music, ex- exploration, etc. And then started doing workshops with high-functioning adolescents, student leaders, but more in the terms of personal empowerment, Mm -hmm. personal effectiveness, self-image kinds of workshops, and that was nice. Meanwhile, I'm building a private practice. Mm. Then um, that takes us to 93, where I became a professor here at JFK, And the rest is history. So basically, the trajectory has been music, young, and spiritual work. Yeah. Um, and marriage. I met my wife, Victoria, here at JFK, and I love the quote, and I think I probably said it in class, and Mayor Baba says, there's two paths to enlightenment. One is a relation with the guru. The other is marriage mm. or intimate relationship mm. because, boy, that'll put you right up to the crap you need to deal with. That's right. You know, <laughs> it'll bring your shit up. Like nothing else will. It's true. Relationship does that. Friends can do that, or any kind of intimate relationship. But actually, an intimate living relationship where you have to be with this energy daily.
0: Mm-hmm. And look at yourself. Oh, that'll well, bring you up know, everything I about mean, yourself.
1: You uh, think uh, you've uh, uh, you've got it all together, and you know, your partner says something. Boom! You're right back into your shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So those are the four elements. Um, I've been blessed to have studied with a lot of different people and teachers, like I said, some of whom I'm in touch with, some of whom I'm just um, not as touched with as much as I was. One of the major teachers then became Ken Wilber. And I was involved in the founding of the Integral Institute. And I still think that has one of the most beautiful, exquisite um, I don't want uh, people talk about it being a map, but that sounds too dry. It's a exquisite space to unpack things, to be able to discern what's moving through you. Is this? Is, am I in this quadrant? Am I in this place of development, or am I going back to a more pre-modern or
0: yeah. tribal
1: kinds of things? Which is one of the things I think that's happening in the world is people are contracting into their tribal being, which is one legitimate level of development. And we all have it. It's the primitive part of us that is scared, so we withdraw into our tribe, into our small family.
0: Well, um, and I mean and if it's happening out in the world, it's yeah, also happening, happening internal. Yes. And I mean
1: So, you know, primal you feelings
0: are, are we're wired for those. Yeah.
1: So that's been an exquisite, beautiful map, and I've been fortunate to have been involved in that. And,
0: and you were more studied. than just a professor here. You were... I was chair of the department. Yes. Oh, yeah. Has, yeah.
1: And that's been a tremendous blessing to work with students like yourself. Um, I've, you know, some of whom have remained friends and I have connections with, and that's gone all of the, the
0: 20 years. Yeah, this was a moment for me because um, as I was driving here, I'm like, oh, I'm doing my first podcast with Ray, who, at JFK, right? So we're on the old stomping grounds, and you are the very first person I met entering this program. First person I met with, first person i i
1: admitted you right yes
0: yes, yes. and we have like I'm sorry <laughs> absolutely no yeah, this I is know. how sorry i Please am it. right yeah. no i mean i am so thankful well, for people on my path this. that's yes. the blessing of
1: this program and the fact that it's still going that it was going um it's a powerful program more people should get it i think more millennials are getting involved um one of the tragedies of what happened in Oakland was these were very creative artists and musicians, yeah. yeah. And so I felt that in some ways, um, even though I think they were manipulated by this guy who supposedly was the owner or manager. But it's um, it's important for people to wake up that way, and I think the millennials are waking up. I think in some ways this regression that's happening politically is not a dying breath, but it's. You know, there's, it's, they're not, we're not going to be able to go back. We need to move forward. Yeah. You know, these jobs aren't coming back. No. Globalization won't stop. No. So That's either right. you begin to embrace that and then work with what that may mean. So, how do we work with the people in Appalachia? You know, I'm digressing into politics, but how do we deal with the people in Appalachia and help them? Because they're suffering. Right. And that's very legitimate. And they're going to look for somebody who's going to tear apart the system. And I understand that. And, th- you know, that's where Trump and, and S- Bernie Sanders, Sanders was. There's, there's something there, although they're totally opposite in terms of the political spectrum. That's right. So, you know, people want to stir things up. And I'm always an advocate for stirring shit up. Uh, <laughs> Invitati- R- Richard Moss is one of his books is invitation to radical aliveness I just love mm-hmm. that being radically alive yes and yeah. from the vulnerability that I've felt through my um, cancer process that's um, brought me into a greater appreciation of my body and that's why I'm taking care of my body more and more Yes. and I used to be very unconscious of my body because it was fine it served right. me for Seventy odd years, for the most part. You right. know, i would never been that had anything major like that. So, and so I turned in. Right I, I guess my life. I've taken my life up to seventy, and I retired. So that was a choice. Mm-hmm. I turned seventy. That was just natural. <laughs> and then I got cancer, and that was a shock. Yeah. So all of those things woke me up. And
0: yeah.
1: And what are I you am. doing?
0: What are you doing now? Mainly, like where where are you most alive right now?
1: Um, I'm alive still in music, yes. still in consciousness work. Um, I would like to see what's I've been dealing with my health so much and that whole process um, and I'm not called necessarily to teach,
0: but I like your term
1: where you referred to me as a mentor. I want to mentor you know either groups or individuals.'m um, not sure what form that'll take.
0: I'm so sure relaxed. I'm sure it will naturally like yeah, unfold for you all... because I have in my past had teachers who were inspirational and taught me material and I have knowledge from, but you are a mentor. like You already are that. So if that's what you want yeah. to do, it will happen.
1: And then music is still my love, and I've actually um, been supporting both California Jazz Conservatory in Berkeley oh. and SF Jazz.
0: Okay. Do you play instruments yourself? I used to be a drummer. Okay. You know, I was a that's rock and I roll thought. drummer. Yes, that's what I thought.
1: Very famous. No. No. <laughs> but if you, um, actually, if you Google Ray Greenlee, or if you Google the Marbles, you'll see if The Marbles.
0: Yeah, that was, okay. a new,
1: that was in the 60s. My first year at University of Berkeley, I was in the Cal Band. My second year, I was in a rock and roll band. So things were either uphill or downhill since. <laughs> 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 so that was my awakening. So music um, still serving all kinds of music. I'll sometimes listen to jazz. I'll listen to Bruno Mars, and I'll listen to Beethoven
0: yeah.
1: and Schubert. And then I'm back to jazz. And then I'm back to some hip hop pieces. And then I'm back to etc. etc. Yeah. You know, people like Stevie Wonder. I just saw something recently with Stevie Wonder. Um, it was the 50th anniversary celebration. It was many years ago, but it was on TV. Uh, honoring Bob Dylan, mm. who I love the fact that he got the Nobel Prize for Literature. Did you know that? Yeah, Bob Dylan got the Nobel Prize for Literature
0: because of his, of his, his like poetry, brilliant his writing. writing yes. Yeah. Oh my. Well.
1: Stevie Wonder does this rendition oh. of "Blowing in the Wind." Yeah.
0: So soulful. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into yeah, that, because oh, I've seen Bob Dylan a couple times. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. I, I enjoy, I don't know if I necessarily enjoy his performances as much as I do enjoy the poetry yeah. and the what he writes yeah. about, right? Yeah, yeah. Sounds, yeah. Huh, I didn't know that. Thank you.
1: So that's my life, and we'll see what unfolds from there. Yeah.
0: Thank yeah. you. Thank you, thank you yeah, thank for you the for opportunity. Taking, and thank you for taking the yeah. time to meet with me and start on my new journey with me. Well, I wish you the best spiritual. Well, what I want to say, holy,
1: that your dedication is going to serve you so deeply and just follow that bliss. It's a cliché term, but I think there's something there. Thank you. To follow your cuz I've seen it since the beginning. Thank you. Um, and that's you know, that's the gift of being here is to see people awaken in their way. Everybody who's come through here, every single student, hundreds that I've worked with for 20 years, all of them were awakened path. I they wouldn't be sitting here in this
0: room. Yeah, in this and room. This is a room where I thought <laughs> effective talk. You know? And
1: that's the dedication we all share. And that will allow you to be with people in a very deep way, very therapeutic way, and psychotherapy comes from, psyche is soul. Therapy is from the Greek to serve. So you're serving soul.
0: There's nothing better than that. Yeah,
1: and then I'll end with my favorite quote uh, from Jung is, learn your theories well, but set them aside when you meet the miracle of the human soul. Mm. That's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. So just meet those people right now, right here. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. If you would like to hear more, follow me on Facebook, Coleology, and I will also have a website coming out soon, coleology.com. Thank you very much, and thank you again, Ray.